0: I didn't want to have to wonder every single day when I come into work, what am I actually going to do? I want to figure out what, okay, what am I going to do? And then how am I going to make sure that's exceptional at every point in turn so I'm not lost? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our Hashtag One Hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community
1: and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. Today is Friday, and today is like the Hashtag One Hero, where we celebrate (laughs) Somebody in the community who's doing some incredible stuff, and they are posting blogs on com, which is really, really cool. And we want to just talk about that. But this time, we just don't want to talk about what they wrote. We wanted to invite them and yep. have them in person. So I have here with me a really good friend, Morgan J. Ingram. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah. like You are the host of SDR Chronicles, yeah. uh, team lead, and you've like gone from SDR to team lead at Terminus. So mm-hmm. a lot of history there. And you're doing some really cool stuff. So, so before we jump into the new things you're doing, uh, let's talk about the topics. So everybody knows what we're really good, going to get into. The topic is why you need to organize your schedule to be exceptional at sales. Now, I think the tips that we're going to come out of this is going to help everybody, regardless of marketing, sales. But I know you have a really, really good insight into like why people are not having like organized schedule and not having organized schedule. I think you pretty much said in in a video you did before, like they're running around with their head cut off like chickens. So so we're getting into that a little bit, but I'm excited to learn about what are the tips and tricks that people need to have to organize their schedule to be super effective in general, but more importantly for sales. So before we jump into that topic
0: in detail, Morgan, why don't you share a little bit about you yourself and the journey? Yeah. Yeah. So the journey has been crazy. As as Sangram said, I was a one of the first SDRs at Terminus, employee number 20, and uh, started making content on sales development from my perspective. So that's where the SDR Chronicles comes into play from SDR Chronicles. eventually, uh, How many epi- episodes have you done on that? I'm at 109 right now yeah people you got everybody got to check <laughs> out we're not stopping. We're not, yeah. stopping we're not is, stopping at all that is
1: awesome i just remember when you started off like you know it was like once every other week and stuff and yeah. then you just got into it i think it was like daily at one point yeah, daily at
0: one point <laughs> yeah. uh there's some exciting things coming with the sr chronicles i'm super yeah. excited about it but yeah. it's, it's been my res- it's been my resource and my value back to the marketplace on all the information that i got even before i got to terminus and what i got at terminus so It's definitely a good resource if you're starting out in your sales career or you're just looking to learn for more information on how to really be really good at sales, because there's some really great interviews on there. But more into kind of what I'm doing now is, you know, I was a manager at Termis, was leading a team of 13 reps, and was presented with an incredible opportunity to work with John Barrows. So if you guys are not familiar with him, he does sales training for companies such as LinkedIn, Box, and Google, and I now am part of that team, helping with the evolution of sales, keeping things modern, and keeping with the trends of sales, and also really diving deep into the sales development process and what it really me- means to be successful in this modern day sales environment. Yeah.
1: How, how many people, when you talk about companies like LinkedIn and Box, yeah. like how many people are in their sales
0: development team? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is it like hundreds? I mean, like, hundreds, right? I think, I think the most that, john has ever done was probably maybe 500 600 700 reps right like because those companies are massive biggest company i ever went with him i think it was like 200 reps there so these companies have massive amount of sales teams i mean not just sales development but sales teams in general that are looking to learn more from modern sales environment because it's changing every single day like yeah Two years ago when I was an SDR, a lot has changed since then. Like There's some stuff people are telling me now. I'm like, I don't even know that's even possible. So I think it's cool because you're part of an evolution. You have to stay on top of your game or you're going to get behind.
1: Yeah, I love that, man. So it's really, really cool. So let's talk about this. Like, Why you need to organize your schedule to be exceptional at sales. So let's start
0: with why and then we'll get into what and how and the tips. Let's just go with why. So I started off as an SDR as maybe most SDRs super confident in myself, even have knowing nothing about what I'm about to do. So I was like, oh this is gonna be easy, whatever. Yeah. And I did okay at first But I found that I was, like, really struggling to tie it all in at the end of the day. Like, I felt like I was coming in and doing the work, but I wasn't doing it in an organized fashion to gain more success. So I had a conversation with Lucas, who still is at Termis today, still (laughs) here grinding, doing his thing. He is doing his thing. still doing his thing. double the team. Yeah, he's He's still doing his thing. And he was like, you need to organize your schedule to figure out what you need to do when you come in. And so that's exactly what I did. I organized my schedule in a way that I knew every single moment of my day I knew I was going to do something, whether it's making cold calls, sending emails, doing social selling, making a video, prospecting, finding triggers to make sure I can get to these accounts that are ignoring me. These are things I had to do because I didn't want to have to wonder every single day when I come into work, what am I actually going to do? I want to figure out what, okay, what am I going to do? And then how am I going to make sure that's exceptional at every point in turn so I'm not lost? That is awesome, man. So, so walk us through a day, Like, What does a,
1: a good organized day look like for you and maybe for others as you've seen
0: so many companies out there? So my day right now as with working with John is straight chaos. So that's not a good (laughs) example. It's not a good example at all because there's like so many things that happen that it's like, it's not a good example, but I'll give you my example of what I did as an SDR. So I woke up super early, still still do that to this day. What five, time? Okay, So I go up at 5.30, sometimes early 5 o'clock, depending on what's going on. But 5.30. That's not early, man. Like, yeah, like yeah. 4 o'clock, what are you talking about i <laughs> like, just messing 5.30. Up. 5.30 is normally my time that I wake up uh, during that time. And then there I would go to the gym. So I'd be at the gym for 5.45, to so about 6.45. And then my the gym was close to terminus. So 6.45 to so about 7, I'd get into the office. Normally the early people are here that I normally hang out with. And so it's from 7 to 8.50. So 8.50 is our check-in. I was making sure, do I have the right accounts that I'm targeting today? Mm. And is the data right? And that's huge. Like you don't want to put in like 40, 30 contacts, 20 contacts you're going to reach out to that day. And then you have like your emails are terrible. You're, <laughs> you have no direct dials. Like you got the titles messed up. Make sure that's correct. So I did that every single morning to make sure like when I get my day started – I'm good. And then I'd put those inside sales off So that's what we use. I still use it to this day yep. to make sure to schedule my emails throughout the day. So I'm not sitting out emails when I'm doing calls or maybe right. I got to hop in a meeting or maybe I got to do social selling. And so, would you do that every single day?
1: Like your every first single hour day. of your
0: day is to just get your accounts right and focus every on that. Every single them day. So the rest of the day, you're focused on that. Right. Unless there was like some meeting or we had like some offsite, yeah. like you know, an abnormal event. But every single day, that's what we do. Like okay. everyone was that in that. Right. Eight fifty was our check in, so we just see what's working, what's not, just connecting with the team. From nine to ten thirty, I made cold calls. Now I've actually adjusted this now. I actually made cold calls earlier now because I have a lot more going on in my day. I made my cold calls from eight fifteen to nine thirty. Mm-hmm. But when I was in SCR, I did nine to ten thirty. And then ten Was there any specific reason why nine to ten thirty was a good time? I A B tested everything. So yeah. I called at eleven twelve. I called from one to two thirty. I called from three so four thirty, and some of those times just didn't work for me. Yeah, and I found that nine to ten thirty, right after we did our check in, was marketers were just picking up the phone for me. <laughs> Maybe you're fired up after. <laughs> <you broke> <laughs> up, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: you're like
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was just jacked up, and yeah. I guess people were just responding to me. So I was like, I'm calling forever at this point in time. So that was like my time to call. People knew like after the check in, I would immediately just go sit in a corner, and they're like, Morgan's making calls. Yeah. So it was just a, it was routine. Cool. And then ten thirty to eleven, I'd send out personalized emails. So I try to send at least three to five. Like highly personalized emails where I'm going to your LinkedIn profile, I'm going to your website, I'm pulling out a case study, maybe a summary, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm pulling out something that you said that you're interested in account-based marketing so I can articulate that message to you. So that's 10.30 to 11. 11 o'clock to 11.30, we mm-hmm. have Mario Kart here. <laughs> so I would go play Mario Kart and be honest with you guys. I had to take a break because yeah. that's like, you know, you're getting up at 5.30. So at that point, I've already done five hours of central work. Right. So it's like, i got to take a break. Right. So that was my break time. I, <laughs> I was, love that it doesn't matter. No, Mario I'm serious. Kart. Like, I had, to, I had to go take a break. NBA Jams, we used to have that. I had to go take a break. Yeah. So 11.30 to 12 is double touch. And so double touch is essentially calls that I made in the morning. So... Key note here, this is really key for people who are in sales or just in general, when you hyper-focus on an activity for an hour, you can gain the most out of it. Mm-hmm. And multitasking is actually just – you're putting 20%, 20%, 20% yeah. in an activity. Yeah. You're actually not being proficient as you thought. And I thought – I was like, oh, I can multitask. Yeah. I actually do not multitask anymore. And if I find myself doing it, I cut it out. So that's why during my call call blitzes, I actually don't send emails out. I just put them in drafts. Like, yeah, make, I make a quick note, like send a note later. So this, this time, 1130 to 12 – I'm following up on cold calls I've had, following up on people that maybe are like, okay, like, reach out to me next week. That's that time. 12 to 1 is lunch. You got to eat. Don't be that person. Like, you know, Jim here, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't eat. Like, he's just like, oh, I'm going to keep making calls. Like, I have to
1: eat. Well, here's the thing. What I learned, and this was pretty awesome to see, especially on the SDR and the culture, Of course, was everybody on the team actually sat down and had lunch together. Yeah, and, every single time. Right? And that I was think awesome. that was so really cool. It wasn't like you're going out and just having lunch, or right. like just one off or by yourself or right. something. I think this re-energized the team quite a bit because that culture, because it's a hard work, man. Like getting up in the morning and like, you know, making crime. calls- uh, well, I don't know how many, what percentage rejections, but I think you're really <laughs> going to be like really good with rejections yeah. and all that stuff. And, and you're still energized. You're ready for the second half of the day, right? Yeah. Your second innings. And, and you need to have that energy, empathy and all that stuff. And when you see all these people around you having lunch and laughing and excited, I think it really re I don't you know back. how much
0: of that really was uh, something that worked for you. It matters. It matters because this job, if you really think about like an scr job, sales job, and some of you guys are going to be like you're going to be like what the heck I didn't even realize this. You get up, get out of your car, yeah. get out of Marta or get out of some public transportation that you're at and you're going into work knowing you're going to face rejection. Yeah. Like really think about that. You are <laughs> like you know like I'm going to get a call that someone's going to be mad at me, I'm going to get an email that said they're not interested. Like the psychological mind frame and mindset to go in somewhere where you know you're going to get rejected is like kind of warped in some way. Yeah. Like it's kind of sickening. Like, how do you what? sign up? What? for something? Like, like why would, how you, would sign you do up? that? <laughs> exactly. Why would you do that? But like that's the mindset that you have to have yeah. when you come into work. That's why community lunches like we had, like we would always eat together. Unless like, again, you have a meeting, something happens, but having those lunches together is critical because it brings your spirits back up, yeah. which goes to my next point because after lunch, I would go make cold calls, either get someone or i go make them myself from one to two o'clock mm-hmm. West Coast calls because we're on the East Coast. Right. So I had to make sure I could get them, get them in the morning, catch them in, during that time. And, you know, people would take some lunch time to actually make those cold calls and then eat from one to two. So yeah. it, it depends. 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 And then two to three was prospecting. So I'd make, try to make sure that I prospected to make sure that my pipeline was always full, okay. and that I wasn't like wasn't worrying during the day, like oh, I have no one to call, I have no one to right. email. That's right. a terrible strategy. You need to make sure that you're ahead of prospecting. I eventually started doing Saturdays one to four prospecting and mm. get myself entire for the week. Right. However, sometimes that doesn't play out. You got to do two to three prospecting, and this also can be research triggers, events, yeah. some account a top tier account. If you have an account based model, you can set you can basically put this in here as triggers. Finding the ways to get into that account if they're not answering you because that's what I do now. Majority of your prospecting research was it more on LinkedIn or is LinkedIn or other? So my main four tools that I use when I'm researching and trying to find triggers and events is Aller, LinkedIn, I also the company website and Twitter. Those four places I can find a lot of information. Now if. I can't find anything there. I'm highly concerned. First of all, <laughs> I might have to go to their Facebook account. Like yeah. at that point, I probably have just been like, "This That's is too the- personal." Yeah, it's just like I'm done at this point. Like, yeah. you know, like and when I mean Facebook, I mean Facebook company page. Yeah, but okay. they may be posting nothing there. So right. I, it's, again, it may be a waste of my time. If you don't have stuff there on LinkedIn, all then I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, do you run into? I'm just curious now because do you run into situations
1: where the target audience that you might be mm-hmm. helping now, because you help so many companies to do this more effectively, they're not social audiences right they are not people like like for example here we're selling to marketers right and marketers yeah, are like, they're everywhere so like yeah, you yeah. got you
0: got information on information
1: yeah you have to filter them down like you know yeah. like, like i don't want to hear to so are there areas where like you know if you're targeting manufacturing folks or yeah it
0: folks it folks don't are not spending time on linkedin as much so so that is, is a good a point way? so from that slot I've talked to people who are reaching out to lawyers, yeah. finance people, IT, yeah. things of that nature, machinery. Right. It's very tough to find information on that. That's yeah. where I think Google comes into play yeah. because they have to have some type of press release. Yeah. And this is where you need to do a deep analysis of who you're targeting because what I do is if – let's say I can't find anything. Most mm-hmm. SaaS companies have a lot going on. Right. But let's say if I can't find anything. I'll go to the website. I'll look at all the press releases that they have and just see what a CEO or an executive is saying. And I'll use that information to reach out to that's that. That's a great tip, man. That's awesome. That's what I'm. That's what you have to do. You have to Google and find. They have to have something. Like they can't be in existence and not have some type of press. Like I don't know what you're doing if you don't have any press. Like, that's that doesn't make any sense. Like it means that your company's not doing anything, or like yeah. you just don't have a press person. Yeah, I mean, maybe that that's another target like, audience. For yeah, wow. like you may need to actually not even prospect that company if They're not having any news. That means they're not having any success. So uh, that means that you need that. to. Yeah, it's terrible. So you need to go find at least some press. Uh maybe a YouTube channel, maybe they got some blog that they have. Yeah, that's where a Google comes into play. Cause LinkedIn, again, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Aller, they may have nothing. Yeah. But if you Google, you're gonna find something. I love that. So, All right. so you're doing. at 3 p.m. What are do you doing? 3 p.m. So it's I'm taking another break. So this is a 15-minute okay. break. It's All not right. as aggressive. This is where I'm getting up. Cause if you're researching for an hour, you're yeah. you're kind of gonna be like taxing yeah. to you. Yep. So I'm gonna go maybe talk to a, a colleague. I'm gonna to talk to maybe someone in the leadership team. Maybe have yeah. a question, or maybe there's something wrong in my process that yeah. I need to have a quick just walk around the block. Walk around, maybe or, yeah. chat with someone on another team. Just be yeah. social because yeah. I think a lot of times people get so captivated, especially in an SDR sales role, so captivated in their role yeah. that they forget that there's other people in the organization. Yeah, it's
1: a grind. If you don't, if you don't get
0: communicate yeah. and stuff like that, I think the energy levels just come up. Right. right? Yeah. Just don't be a robot. Just take time to just go. <laughs> don't walk, be a robot. Right. And, and also, and also, if you're struggling that day. Please go take a walk. Go outside. Just walk for 10 minutes. Don't look at your phone. Bring someone with you if you want to to get yourself out of that zone of like, this sucks. Yeah. Because then that's going to change your perspective as well. So I would also focus in on that. So that's what I do. 3 to 3.15. And then 3.15 to about 4.45, 4.30, I'm actually back to making cold calls. And so – I think this is a really good time. And I've actually, I've changed it along the way. Like the, I've been A-B testing this. So I actually like calling 445 to 615 now. Yeah. But originally when I made the schedule, so you guys know, Atlanta traffic is absolutely <laughs> terrible. So I tried to do my last call blitz and I would leave at 445 because I lived ba- like an hour away. Yeah. Like with traffic, it was an hour, 10 hour away. So you just
1: leave at 445.
0: Yeah. And, then- and I would go back home. And then I would actually rest for 30 minutes and I would start making calls again, West Coast. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to sit in traffic forever. And I wanted to get home because I was like, I'm going to wait in traffic anyway, so let me at least get ahead of it a little bit. And I would go back home and make those cold calls. So let's just kind
1: of full circle on this one because as we wrap up, and I'm going to summarize because I took a lot of notes as we're talking through it, is because I think organizing your time and time is the greatest asset that you have outside of you and people around you. So when you think about that, what advice do you have for people, not just in sales but in marketing, and and like now you have such a chaotic schedule, right, where you really cannot keep <laughs> yeah. up with your day, and yeah. like fifty things that are gonna hit you. Like, how do you be, how can you be effective when yeah. when you in a leadership role or marketing role where you don't have a routine job like an SDR, where you really can say this is my routine, but if you're not in that, like what, how are you trying to be effective? This is that's a
0: great question because i asked myself that <laughs> and, I, and i found some answers for you guys so uh, number one i'm gonna start off with this so if you are an, on your phone right now listening to this or in your computer or whatever i want you to go to mark zuckerberg's instagram so i got yeah. a point with this if you go look at mark zuckerberg he only wears one t-shirt yeah, yeah and it like freaked me out i was like why is he only wearing one t-shirt like this yeah. dude is billions of dollars why yeah he can, no be, bling, bling, yeah, no, he can be fresh, yeah. right? But what I found out is I, I found the answer in an interview because I was like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. He only wears that one T-shirt so that his day can be more streamlined in this process. Yeah. So, because it, he said that, like, every decision that he makes, it's taxing at the right. end of the day. Right. Because he has so much going on. Yeah. So, he's like, I don't yeah. want to figure out what I'm going to wear for 30 minutes because I could be late to something. And then yeah. I lose my mind power for actually something really yeah. critical and important. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if he's doing a keynote yeah, for the company exactly. or anything like that. He's, he's just wearing, wearing that, that same gray t-shirt. I, <laughs> if you guys great. find a photo where he's <laughs> not wearing it, let me know because yeah. I've, I've been scoping him out yeah. for, like, years. And he keeps wearing the same gray t-shirt. So, I'm, is this your outfit now? You're wearing really, like, completely... You know, I I've wore back. this jacket probably every single day for the most part because it's really cold in Atlanta right now. Yeah. Uh, but I try to keep it stylish as much as possible. But but like socks, I <laughs> do socks. These shoes are normally what I wear. But yeah, I might have to get on the Zuckerberg grind and just wear the only one, one shirt because that's what he does. So my point with that is that the reason I'm saying schedule is because you have to understand that he's locked in to what he needs to do. Yeah. Because he's, he doesn't have to focus in on what he needs to wear. Yeah. And so another thing that I've done, if your schedule is chaotic as mine, is three, the three thing rule. So I got this from a person called Andy Frasella. He's a CEO. He runs two businesses, very successful. And he says he does this too. He writes three things down that he wants to get done that day yeah accomplish like three day three things it could be nothing. it could be anything it, yeah. it could be do 10 push-ups yeah it could be go walk the dog like <laughs> yeah. very simple yeah. but he said the reason that he does this is because it gives him goals that he's accomplished for the day yeah. at least three things so you have a sense a winning, of fulfillment it, then, yes yeah. it, it shows that you've in a mindset like psychologically wise that you've won the day yeah That's and awesome. when you realize that you, and you can do it super early you can do for yeah. like from when you wake up like at 6 to 8 yeah. and you've won the day. Yeah. And now you feel more motivated to do the stuff in your schedule. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Now, again, your schedule can be chaotic. The more responsibilities you get, the more you get into more power. And I, and it's hard for me to say like these are the things I do every single day because everything changes. I might be traveling. I might be doing an event. Yeah. And it doesn't really stay the same every single day. But what I do do every single day is write three things down like this is what I want to accomplish. And yeah. that's actually helped me out a lot to be focused on what I need to do and help me get those wins along the way. Yeah, man. I, I try to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I
1: also have this to-do list of like un- <laughs>
0: crazy oh, <yeah>. by the <laughs> end of the day. Do you do like urgent, like, but not important, yeah. not important? Okay. Yeah. I do a whole bunch of that. Yeah. And, but I've started to just like, you know,
1: either before going to sleep, I'll just write those three things. Right. Yeah. Because I think it may when I wake up in the morning for the next day, mm-hmm. I just know that those are the three. And, and sometimes those are just have a, uh, like, make a decision on this thing or have a really effective meeting. I really want to have an effective meeting with right. somebody or a good meeting with somebody or or like just figure something out that I'm mm. involved in. Like whatever it might be, I've tried to and i if, like initially started like five, seven, I'm like, no, no, no I gotta get to three. I gotta Ex- get exactly and when you push it and, and you start looking at it, it really does help you feel accomplished and fulfilled at the end of the day. Otherwise if I keep going back to look at this list, man, I'll never get to ask you like,
0: what? Well, yeah, that's why the three things has been like so Important to me because, like, sometimes I look at my calendar. I'm like, wait, how am I gonna do this? So yeah. I'm like, what are the three things? That are, yeah, like what are like three? And they can be easy things, but three things I really want to accomplish. It could be like send an email to an influencer that I've really admired, listen to a podcast that I never get a chance to listen to. It's those things because I and a lot of people may like resonate with me because I get so much in the chaos by yeah. the end of the day like I'm like you feel accomplished yeah you're doing stuff I, I feel accomplished because if I don't I'm like I'm just exhausted I yeah. did all this stuff and I'm tired now yeah yeah. I hear you alright so I'm going to recap some of
1: these points and sure.
0: obviously there's a ton of things that you shared yeah it
1: was really cool so one I really thought this was a really big point and I, it has made a big impact on me like do not multitask like don't do it guys
0: <laughs> i used to be a multitasker don't do it yeah it, just it, don't
1: the quality just degrades it's and be uh you know, our, our bodies our minds are not made for it it's and not. we think we are smarter by doing that no. uh, but you're you, tricking yourself yeah you're tricking into a thing so it's 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 really really bad the other one and this is kind of something i've done for like last decade and a half like it's really eating together with mm. somebody right not by yourself right not trying to just because your day can be so chaotic and struggle yeah. and all that stuff, but just having lunch as a team is even better. Uh, but if nothing else, just find somebody to have lunch because that's going to energize you. Yeah. So I think that was really good. And then let's finish off on on this like three thing rule. Like if you want to essentially be feeling accomplished and fulfilled at the end of the day, you cannot look at your to do list. You have to go back to why you exist and why you're trying. What are you trying to accomplish at the end of the day?
0: Yeah, that's it. The three thing rule, guys. I thought it was really silly when he said it. Because I was listening to the podcast and I was working, I was like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm a person that will always try something new. Like, and he's like, "Oh, it's massively successful. I do it every single day." And so he has I, two companies. And though. he has two companies. He's super successful. <laughs> like You go look at my Instagram. Like, he's he's killing the game right now. So I was yeah. like, "All right," like I'm gonna listen to you. So I did it, and I actually feel way better. Like I I actually do it. So for me, and you may be the same way. When I write something down or I say it, oh, yeah. I automatically do you it. Just do but it. But if me. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it," but if I if I'm like, "Okay, guys, I'm gonna do this," or "Okay, I write it down." Every single time i wrote those three things down, I've done them. Yeah. So I've been committed to doing them as much as possible. Write it down, guys. All right. Morgan, thank you so much, dude. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at FlipMyFunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast.